0: Welcome to the Lucky Titan Podcast. Here you will learn how to fill your favorite platform with tons of your dream customers from some of the world's top entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Josh Tapp. Now let's get started. What is up, everybody? Josh Tapp here again, and welcome back to the Lucky Titan Podcast. And today we are here with Trevor Oldham, and I'm really excited to be here with him today because he's the founder of Podcasting You And if you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, you know that we're very heavily invested in podcasting and helping others to really sell through podcasting and monetize their podcast. But the topic we're going to be talking about today with Trevor and I is we're going to be focusing on how to be a great podcast guest, which is something we've actually never talked about on the show. So I think it'll be really fun to delve into his uh, philosophies and everything, having worked with companies like... Um, Jordan Harbinger and some of these other top podcasts, I mean, he definitely knows what he's talking about when it comes to really getting yourself, making yourself appealing enough to be a guest on a show. So Trevor, say what's up to everybody and let's hop in, man. (laughs) Thanks, Josh. Excited to be here. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So Trevor, you know, we don't really heavily go into the, the background story in a lot of cases, but I have to have you tell yours a little bit because you are the first person who is younger than me that I've ever interviewed. And that was pretty exciting for me because I'm kind of like the young guy in our market. And uh, sometimes it's hard to break out as the young guy because people consider you as not having experience. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey? Because you're 23 years old. I don't know if I mentioned that or not, but you're 23 years old and you've already produced a multiple six-figure um, income for yourself through business. So give us a little bit of background on yourself.
1: Sure. So I guess the really story the story starts about five years ago. I was working a job. I was a senior in high school. And at that job, I was making $7.03 an hour. And and I realized $7.03 an hour wasn't going to cut it for the rest of my life. But at the same time, I was a senior in high school. How am I going to go out there and get a high-paying job that just wasn't available? So I just started, went on Google, did some research. And I ended up buying this book on Amazon. And it it outlined the differences between the lower, middle, and upper class. And one of those differences was the upper class had gone off and started a business. I was like, well... I've bought and sold baseball cards, I've gone door to door lemonade, selling mowing lawns, you know, anything like that growing up to make a quick buck because I couldn't really go out there and, and start my own company being that young. And I was like, wait a second, there's people out there that are starting businesses that can make money on their own income because really is, you know, growing up, going through high school, going to college and then getting a good paying job, working that job for 40 years and, and that was sort of it. And in that book, it, it just really opened my eyes. And again, I, I went back to Google, I started looking to see what people were doing and I and I found the site Alibaba and Aliexpress and for those of you who are listening who might not know it allows you to import products directly from China. First venture I started I believe I spent $80 bought 50 phone cases sold them for about 10 bucks a piece on eBay but uh, quickly learned that if you buy name brand products from China they might be knockoffs. so I got pretty much all of those sent back but I do have to say they made great Christmas gifts that year. Um, so that was my, my first learning lesson, but the products were super cheap on Alibaba and Aliexpress. So being from the the Cape Cod area in Massachusetts, I imported these bracelets and watches that were nautical themed, built an Instagram brand through them, worked with a lot of Instagram influencers to send them off. I said, Hey, I'll send you a free bracelet. You take this bracelet, promote a a photo of it. I'll send it to you for free. Worked out good, worked out it from my dorm room, but I realized didn't want to do that forever. It wasn't, you know, wasn't my passion, but just still starting along the lines of just starting these different businesses and at this point I was still a freshman in college and I wanted to motivate people started a motivational brand called become the lion and that company grew to 600,000 followers and the first year we had a podcast at that time we had a blog courses ebooks but I learned people love motivational content but when it comes to taking action to purchasing your course your book you know it kind of lies and, and people don't do that and after about 2 years so going into my junior year of college I just felt burnt out, decided to take a step on the sidelines and just started freelancing what I had learned, which was podcast editing, blog writing and, and podcast booking and I came across this lady she was a turnkey real estate investor based out of Los Angeles. She put a job posting up there wanting to get booked on podcasts and I said, hey you know I, I booked some cool guests on my own podcast back in the day such as Josh, I know we had talked about John Lee Dumas I had spoken with him, Mike Dillard, Ryan Stewman, Dan Locke. you know I had that experience of, of booking these own guests on my show and I figured, how hard could it be to book her on a show? Started with her. Um, it's funny, I still work with her today three years later and, and worked with her, found out that it was pretty easy. It was, you know, for five minutes of my time, 10 minutes of my time, I could get her booked on a podcast and, and make, you know, a quick 50 bucks, quick $100. And it was a lot quicker than writing a five to six hour blog post and getting paid that same amount. And once I learned the value in it, um, I started looking for more people, started asking through referrals. And just over time, it sort of just grew into this company where once I graduated college, I was really able to run it Um, full-time and really being able to grow because I no longer had to worry about having these classes.
0: Had the same experience it's a glorious moment when you're like wow Mm -hmm. I went from 20 (laughs) hours a week to my full week I can spend on this (laughs) so love that what a cool journey man it's exciting to see that you you were able to grow it so well and and I know you and I were talking about this beforehand but it's kind of fun to see that younger guys like us are taking kind of these old-school tactics and doing like manual outreach and things like that and that's what's actually helping us to win because a lot of the people our age are like, okay, I've, I've got to become an Instagram influencer, right? But we've worked with influencers who've had a million followers and had the same problem you had. Yeah, they, they couldn't even make a sale because like, wow, why don't people buy? It's like, well, kind of depends on what you're selling, you know? <laughs> so I love that. It's a really cool story, man. Well, let's, let's get into kind of the meat and potatoes of this, this interview then. So one of the things I'd really like to to know, especially, you know, hence this is like the title of the podcast and everything. But what have you seen after working with so many podcasters are kind of like the key factors that help them become guests on shows?
1: I find one is finding your story. What are you going to, what are you going to talk about? There's a million stories I know I, that I just went over. There's so many different topics that I could talk about on a podcast when it comes to endpointing, when it comes to building a uh, social media following. But I realized that the best three topics that I can really talk about are podcast guesting. And then also building an online business and I realized those are the two topics so I wanted to hone in and say all right I want to be I want to be the go-to guy when it comes to podcast guesting when it comes to literally podcast guesting or building an online business so it's really honing in on that niche figuring out what you want to talk about you don't want to be the jack of all trades because when you go out and you're sending out these pitches to a podcast host and you can say oh I can talk about these 10 to 20 subjects they're they're going to feel overwhelmed, but if you come to them and say, you know, I'm an expert in these two to three subjects, it's going to make the life of a podcast host a lot easier. So I think really that first step is honing in on what you're going to talk about and then making sure that when you're creating these pitches, I'm sure we can get into that as well in, in sort of the details of what that looks like, but you want to hone in on your two to three topics. I know I'm sure Josh, when I sent you my podcast pitch, I think I honed in on, on two to three topics that I could talk about and, you know, sort of want to make it short and sweet for the podcast host.
0: Yeah, and I I love that. And can we delve a little bit into the story? Because this is one thing I know for us has made a world of difference. And especially being a host, you know, we get probably a hundred to maybe 150 inquiries per month. And most people who are inquiring are like, hey, I'd love to come on your podcast. I'm like, that's cool, me too. What do you what why do you want to come? Like, what do you have to offer my audience? So let's talk a little bit about the story.
1: So I think the one, the big story is whenever you're sending out a podcast pitch and creating it around your story, it's going to be, you have to be grateful for the podcast host because they're the one that's going out there. They're preparing for the interview. They're the one who's conducting the interview. Then they're the one who's going to be editing the interview or sending it off to the team. So there's going to be time and money involved through that podcast host by you having your interview with them. You're not coming onto the show just to benefit yourself. You want to make sure that it's going to benefit the host's audience. So first and foremost, I'm going out there and creating a pitch. One of I always want to listen to the listen to the host episode and make a reference of that right away say hey i listened to this episode with so and so i found this valuable and again that reiterates that you'd be a good guest for the podcast and then from there i like to go into and say i could i feel as though i could provide value to your audience by and then maybe in this case i put by teaching them how they can use podcast guesting to grow their online business so then i state the specific value that I can provide. And then I go into my experience and the next line of the pitch where I can say, my experience comes from running podcasting. You, you know, we've been in the podcasting space three years. We work with a lot of people to get them booked on podcasts such as Jordan Harbinger. So I go into my experience and then I always want to sort of leave that pitch on a, on a high note and I'll always leave a review for the podcast host because it's almost like the golden standard in the podcasting age. It doesn't take more than two to three minutes to go over to iTunes to leave a five-star review, write a nice little comment, screenshot it and add it to your email. And it's just the little things like that is what's gonna allow you to stand out. And then as you finish your email, you wanna go in and you wanna include a relevant podcast interview that you've done. And if you haven't run any podcast, then obviously you would leave that out and you could come back to it later, but you can just include the talking points that you could additionally cover. Like for myself, I know I said like I could pay off, like teach people how to pay off their student loans, you know, which probably isn't a relevant topic for your show, but I, if a host ever wanted to touch on that, I make sure that it's noted. So it's really just creating that story within the pitch and in those sort of two lines where you say, I feel as though I could provide value to your audience by doing so and so, and this is my experience. And that should really tell a story. And you don't want to make these paragraphs, you don't want to have a two to three paragraph long pitch going into your value and your experience. I really like to make them combined, probably no more than two to three lines a piece.
0: Love that. I mean, we've seen that same thing. You know, it's, I, I'm not going to read it if somebody sends me two paragraphs. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. Who are you? What's a simple accomplishment you've had and why are you reaching out to me? Right. And I love that you mentioned, you know, their story. It's not about saying like, oh, I have this crazy like cancer survival story, unless obviously that's what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, as much as I care about those stories, I, I know being the host, it's it's like you're selling me on you, not on your story at that point. Right? Your story is really saying, what's my accomplishment? What what can I provide to your audience that they haven't yet seen? And that's, I, I feel like has been another point that you've, you've hit on really well is there's, you know, there's so many, so many people just saying, Hey, like I'm a business consultant. I mean, mm-hmm. you get you hundreds of those and say, like, okay, but, but give me something different. And, and when somebody gives you something different, I mean like yours, right? Like how to become an expert podcast guest, like what a cool title, right? Because you're like, well, okay, that's something that my audience is trying to do. We don't have an episode on that yet. Let's do it. Right.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And I've seen too many times over the last three years, and even something our company was guilty of is working with a client that, Hey, they have an exceptional background and sending off a pitch to the, to a podcast house and say, you know, so let's say Jordan Harbinger, as an example, I could say, Hey, you know, hi, my name is, my name is Trevor Oldham. I have a great client, Jordan Harbinger. Jordan Harbinger has a, has a top education podcast. He's interviewed all these you know wonderful people. He would like to be a guest in your podcast. Well, that sounds great, but what is that providing to that podcast host? What value are they getting out of it? And I think that when you really hone in on the value that you're going to be providing and sort of sharing that story with them is going to make your pitch stand out a lot more than you just giving your accolades. Well, obviously you want to have some accolades if you're going to be on a podcast and you're having an interview, but that, that's not the be all end all. And that's something that, that took a, a long time for myself and our company to learn is that even if a client is super polished and has done a lot, doesn't necessarily mean that the podcast host wants to have them on.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent, and that's that's what's funny too. I mean, I know, I know. There's a, I was talking to a guy the other day who also has a podcast, and he's actually turned down a lot of these A-list people to come on a show because for his show, he's like, I, I'm actually wanting those stories where they're kind of newer, like the the big things that they've overcome. You know, and I thought that was really really unique. So you know, we've been talking about the story and, and how to to approach people, and I, and I love that your you know, your approach is very simple. For reaching out to you, but I mean, somebody could go and, and copy it from you if they wanted. <laughs> yep. To. Um, so, one of the things I want to ask you is about your specific company. Like, how how are you guys protecting your brand?
1: So, I guess, what do you mean by that? If I may ask. Yeah.
0: So, so I mean, when there's a lot of competition out there, mm-hmm. there's you know, there's it's pretty easy to get drowned out and have people like steal and copy and whatever. But what have you guys found to, to help you kind of protect that brand for yourself?
1: Oh, I think one is just making us, allowing ourselves to stand out. And I can tell you, I help one podcaster run his podcast. Um, he's the only one that I do. And I've been working on it for helping him out for about two years now. And it's, it's pretty good gig. He's a real estate investor. And so by helping him out, I manage his whole podcast for him. So I'll get pitches coming from the competition, coming to him or coming to myself actually. And they don't know that it's me um, helping him to edit this podcast. And then I also have this podcast booking company. So I can really see how the competition is pitching their clients. And then I I send it to actually i send it to our team and say how can we make ours better than what they're sending out and that's really how we've sort of drafted our pitch over the time so i have the full confidence in ourselves that our client that we what we do for our clients is going to allow us to stand out above the competition and i know that it pays dividends because we've had countless emails from hosts using the exact pitch the exact script that i just told your audience and having hosts come back to us and saying i would love to have you on it's very personable we we typically don't get this. And that reaffirms me that it's going to allow us to stand above the competition because it, it takes about 10 to 15 minutes per pitch that we send out as a team, where if you're setting a cookie cutter pitch, yeah, you could probably send 30 pitches in a 30 minute period. But by you taking that time, it's going to allow you to stand out. And that's why I believe it allows our company to stand out. And then also we like to be very good to the host. If We find that a client had a great interview with a podcast host. I'll send a thank you note to that podcast host i'll i have a stack of thank you notes next to me and, and i'll take that a five minutes write them a nice thank you note find their address and and send it over to them and i think adding those personal touches allows our company um, to stand out and then again for our clients too we always like to make sure that they're as good as possible when they come to work with us that they they see us in the best light. and what i mean by that is when we take on a new client as an example we send them a knife set um i buy this nice knife set i'll i'll gift wrapped it and i'll send it over to them the cost to me is probably about I think it's about a hundred dollars, um, but to them it can mean the world of a difference if they're investing this money into me. And I leave them with a nice little note that says, "Thank you for choosing Podcasting You to cut through the competition." And I've gotten great feedback from that from from our clients. So I think it's always trying to evolve and and not just do it as quick as possible because I don't think that's going to work at the end of the at the end of the day. And that's something again our company had to learn when I started in the podcasting space. Um, well, I guess five years ago for my own podcast, but really three years of booking people. It was a lot easier to get clients and myself booked on podcasts. I could probably have about a 75% conversion rate where now we look at it. If we get a 25% conversion rate on any pitches that we send out for a client, it's going to be successful. So the, the game has become a lot harder and we've had to evolve. And I really think that just the feedback that we're getting from podcast hosts allows us to reaffirm that what we're doing is working.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I love that. I I think there's there's a lot of uh, noise in the market with this stuff, and it's because there's so many of these automations, you know. And we've tried them in the past as well, too. You know, maybe not for booking per se, but the the big problem I see with that automation concept is that people are trying to uh, automate the entire thing, Mm -hmm. and in my opinion, it's it's kind of a cheap way of going about it, where if you would just invest in personalizing the message, even if you don't do it yourself, but you have somebody else personalizing that message, it just makes a world of difference. You'll have way more responses, way better quality people, and you're not gonna be scraping the bottom of the barrel to try and get clients.
1: <laughs> exactly, and the last thing that you wanna do is take is send these podcast pitches out and you're, you're just starting to do it, you're all excited, and then all of a sudden you start getting responses from hosts saying like, no, why would I have you? and Or just stop sending me emails because that's <laughs> happened to our company. Um, you know, as we are learning and growing, and, and how to send these pitches over time, and you you just don't want that. It doesn't make you feel good inside when you get it when you get that email from a host that just says, "Stop sending me emails." And you're like, "Oh, eh, this isn't the this isn't the best thing. Maybe should I quit?" Or you know, you just don't want that happening to you.
0: Right, one hundred percent. Well, you know, we're coming up to the end of the interview here, so I, I want you to uh, give us a little bit of um, insight on on your company and how we can communicate with you guys as far as. If we're looking to get that uh, become guests on other podcasts
1: so our company you go to podcasting you.com so that's podcasting y-o-u and then what you can do is you can fill out an application i'm um, just ask you some for some of your company information you'll see there's an apply button on the top menu and then from there you'll be taken to my calendar and you'll basically schedule a call with myself. And on that call, I'll just ask some questions, you know, make sure that you have a product or service, make sure that you're, that you're fit. I just always want to work with clients that are going to, going to find value. I'd never want to just take someone's money just to just sort of take it. So I always like to make sure that we're fit, but they can also check us out um, on Instagram. That's probably where we're most active as a company. That's again, podcasting you. And then if they want to discover myself, they can check me out, Trevor Oldham on Instagram, and then um, Trevor Oldham on LinkedIn as well. Awesome. I love that. Well, so go
0: check that out. So it's podcasting and we'll also link all of those in the description as well. But Trevor, before we sign off, um, I want to ask you one final question, which for you, it's going to be a little bit different than the typical question we ask, because I want, to, I want you to, to leave one final parting piece of guidance with our audience about um, what would be the number one tip that you would say, hey, if you didn't get anything else out of this interview, what would be the one tip you would want them to leave here? Um, with so they can become a great guest?
1: I would say probably the number one tip is just being professional above all else. And this comes to showing up. It comes to making sure that you have the right equipment. You can go on on Amazon or Best Buy. You can buy a nice quality mic for $50. I have a light on in front of me. I bought it on Amazon for $27. I have this dress shirt that I keep right next to me for my interviews that I put on to make myself look professional. And just you know, showing up when you're showing up to these interviews, you want to sound as best you can. You want to look as best you can, because these podcast hosts are going to be spending time with you. Um, they're going to be spending 30 minutes, you know, even an hour. No one, typically, no one goes as long as the Joe Rogan podcast. But again, you know, you're going to be spending a good amount of time with them. You just want to show up. You want to be presentable. You want to have a good quality mic, have good quality lighting. And it's just going to make yourself be a lot better and allow you to show up as a, as a quality podcast guest.